Hey, ladies and gentlemen, Juan Sanchez coming at you with the 26th episode of the Million Ex-Girlfriends podcast. Uh, I did not feel like talking into the camera today because I've been looking at my face a lot while editing. I've been watching myself a lot, and I do not like that. And also, I'm feeling very lazy. I didn't feel like setting up my camera. So I'm going to be talking over some gameplay footage. If you remember Yahtzee Croshaw on his channel a couple of years ago, on his own channel, not the Escapist channel, on his own channel, he did a series of videos called Let's Drown Out, where he just basically did like hour-long Let's Plays with a buddy of his, and they just talked over gameplay footage. So what you are watching today is me playing through the Iron Man 3 portion of LEGO Marvel Avengers on Xbox 360. Now, the first thing I kind of want to get into today is the coronavirus uh, outbreak flu epidemic. I saw an article on ABC News earlier, and I was skeptical at first because, you know, ABC is owned by Disney, and Disney does let China bully them around. But that being said, I checked this article up against you know, other sources, and uh, it seems legitimate. I was very afraid that the ABC article would take it easy on China, um, despite the headline saying that it's going to disrupt our lives. Oh, there's no pandemic. It's not a pandemic yet, but I'm getting ahead of myself. So uh, I'm just going to I'm gonna read from this. I don't know how long it is, but okay, here I go. U.S. health officials issued a strong warning about novel coronavirus on Tuesday, despite remarks from the Trump administration stating they have the situation under control. Until now, health officials said they'd hoped to prevent community spread in the U.S., but following community transmissions in Italy, Iran, and South Korea, health officials believe the virus may not be able to be contained at the border and that Americans should prepare for a quote-unquote significant disruption. This comes in contrast to statements from the Trump administration. Acting Department of Homeland Security Secretary Chad Wolf said Tuesday the threat to the U.S. from coronavirus, quote-unquote, remains low, despite the White House seeking $1.25 billion in emergency funding to combat the virus. Larry Kudlow, director of the National Economic Council, told CNBC's, Ke CNBC's Kelly Evans on The Exchange Tuesday evening, we have contained the virus very well here in the U.S., end quote. That last part was a quote. We have contained the virus very well here in the U.S. Um, ultimately, we expect we will see community spread in this country. Dr. Nancy Messonnier, Messonnier, Messonnier. I'm going to pronounce that Messonnier. Ultimately, we expect to see community spread in this country. Dr. Nancy Messonnier, director of the CDC's National Center for Immunization and Respiratory Diseases, said Tuesday at a news conference. I do have some reading comprehension problems, and that might be because this article is badly written, or I might just be uh, dumb as shit. Messonnier added that Americans should channel their concern about the virus, officially called COVID-19, into preparing for its arrival. Officials said that Americans should continue to practice protective measures, hand-washing, staying home from work when sick, while local officials should make sure systems are in place, teleschooling, working remotely, should face-to-face -face interactions need to be reduced. Healthcare facilities should be prepared to increase telehealth systems and delay elective surgery should the need arise, they said. 
Uh, blah, blah, blah. It goes on. We're continuing to take those measures, but we're realistic that we will see more cases. And as we see more cases, it might have to take community mitigation efforts. If the White House's request for funds is improved, the $1.25 billion will be earmarked for accelerated vaccine development, the procurement of equipment and supplies, and to support preparedness and response activities according to the White House Office of Management and Budget. I'm just skipping through this right now. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi called the request long overdue and completely inadequate to the scale of this emergency. She also accused President Trump of leaving, quote-unquote, critical positions in charge of managing pandemics at the National Security Council and the Department of Homeland Security vacant. Ah, She added that lawmakers in the House of Representatives will swiftly advance a strong strategic funding package that fully addresses the scale and seriousness of this public health crisis. Okay, I'm not reading this anymore. My brain's about to fucking implode. So... I got nothing from that article, and I don't know if that's just because I skimmed through it. I don't know if that's because there's a political bias, and um, I don't even know why I just spent the time reading that. But I was reminded of an episode of a podcast that I mentioned several, several times before on this podcast, a podcast that's been an inspiration to me, The Friend Zone, Uh, a couple weeks ago. They talked about coronavirus, and they talked about the epidemics of the past uh, that we've been through in our lifetime and it really just it really made me think because um, there's been so many outbreaks and virus and health scares in in my life that I can remember Um, the world was supposed to end like three or four times since I've been born um, and yet, despite that, the human race just seems to keep kicking. I, I once heard, uh, somebody say to me that Mother Earth has a way of cleansing herself. If she wants to, if she wants to clean something up, if she wants to, you know, yes, yes, humans are probably killing the Earth, but... I think the planet will get rid of us before we have a chance to really get rid of it because this is where I start to go hippy dippy and woo woo and new age but I do believe that the earth is a breathing reacting organism I do believe that she knows she or it or whatever knows what's happening on top of it um you know various forms of plant life are connected to each other through soil through the ground through different forms of contact that are not physical and i'm not talking about i don't mean the trees have a spiritual connection although they probably do they know that there are other trees around them and they know when those trees they know when something is happening to those other trees around them. That's just how life works. Like just because we walk around and talk and see things and experience feelings doesn't mean we're the only form of life that's aware. It doesn't mean that animate life is the only thing that's consciously aware of its surroundings. I truly believe that yes, plant life does have some kind of a consciousness. It has to. It's life. 
Now this is where I'm going to start to, this is where I kind of like, you know, get into the philosophical by accident. But I do believe that life, you know, to quote um, Jurassic Park, life finds a way. I've worked around plants. I've worked around, you know, grass and trees and different forms of plant life over the last couple of years. And it fucking, if I'm telling you, man, it just fucking knows. They know what's going on around them. <laughs> like they develop an ecosystem and it's like, it's like, it's literally called like an ecosystem. Like they know what's happening around and I don't I don't think they have names for each other or anything I don't think they I don't think that they comprehend or think on that level but yeah plant life has to have some kind of self-awareness to it it knows when people are around it knows when animals it just knows when stuff is happening every bit of co2 every bit of bullshit that's put out into the atmosphere is breathed in by plant life and produces oxygen for us to breathe <clears throat> and now here's where I really start to go like activist hippie it we cut that shit down just all the time just all the fucking time I saw a thing Jordan Peterson said where he was all like, I don't want to misquote him, but he said something along the lines of like, yeah, the brush fires are horrible, but also the brush fires are getting rid of millions of pounds of dead matter that chokes out living matter. So, you know, six of one half dozen of the other something bad's got to happen for continued good later on i i do believe ultimately that in the end mother earth will reclaim itself it did it it did it with the dinosaurs it's done it a couple of times yeah we're not the first things that have lived here i don't think we're going to be the last Okay, virgins, I have not watched much of any new movies or TV lately. I think I've watched the occasional Office rerun here and there. But um, I have been listening to a lot of music, so I'm going to go ahead and just uh, talk about that for some time now. The first thing I wanted to mention, the first album I wanted to mention, I started using Tidal recently because for some reason in Rhode Island... The tax prices on the services went up, and I don't know why, but extra tax in Rhode Island is just bullshit. Like, goddamn, like, this state sucks so much. It's got to take taxes out of everything because we don't produce anything that generates revenue. And so we're floated on government funding and whatever money the state can take from the taxpayers. But I digress. I really did forget what I was talking about because I got so pissed. Yes, Spotify. 
the taxes went up on Spotify, and I could not oblige that. So I ditched Spotify, and I started using Tidal. Now, it has been... It has made it easier for me to find new music that I've never heard before. One reason I really liked Spotify when I first started is because it suggested new music to me all the time. So much new music I did not know what to do with. And I feel like over time it just became more like commercial music industry. I still think it's a great streaming app for what it is. You know, and if the taxes didn't go up in Rhode Island, I'd still be using it. However, it does feel a bit more mainstream. Whereas a uh, title make title presents so much new music I've never heard before. I've never I, I I love it because I'm seeing more music than I know what to do with. It's overwhelming and yet it excites me at the same time. I feel like a little kid in the candy shop. But the first album I've been listening to is a according to Google the genre is regional Mexican, but I'm just going to call it some kind of Latino music. It is Mascaro Que Ayer by an artist named Gerardo Ortiz. And I just, I really like this album. It's, it's bouncy, it's bubbly, it's vivacious, it's fun. I do want to suggest the song. I don't really remember these, any of these off of my head because, you know, I do speak, I do speak only Yo Hablo Un Poquito in Espanol. Because believe it or not, it is not <laughs> my birth language. However, it is a fun album. Definitely check that out. And I've been listening to Man Alive, which is a new album by artist King Cruel. I'm pretty sure he's British. The only reason I say that is because he sounds a lot like Billy Bragg, but I could be wrong and he could be American. Whatever the point is, he does like this pop, blues, rock, indie guitar thing. And it's just very interesting. It's very, uh, very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's another adjective, but I just can't remember it off the top of my head right now. Anyway, Man Alive, good album. Definitely check that out. That's worth a run. A album called... Another Mexican album. Bailando en la Batalla by Nil Moliner. Moliner? Moliner? M-O-L-I-N-E-R. His name is Nil, N-I-L. Last name is spelled M-O-L-I-N-E-R. That's a fun album. Definitely recommend giving that a listen. <clears throat> Let's see. What's my, what's my recently played? Here we go. I listened to 1111 by Tannerell, but I do, Tannerell, but I, to be honest, I do not remember it. I know that I was suggested an album tight by an artist named Nia, N-I-I-A. It's actually a very, in fact, I'm going to take a second to look it up here. No, no butts, no cuts, no butts, no coconuts. I'm not cutting through this audio. I never cut when I do the video version. I'm not cutting now. Yes, N-I-I-A, Nia. The album's called Two, La Bella Vida. 
this is I think she sings in Italian I don't know it could be Spanish I, I can't tell um, definitely some some kind of Latin language speaking of Latin and Spanish uh, I've been listening to Jesse Reyes I, I love it when Jesse Reyes sings in Spanish I love when she sings over Spanish music uh, the Carol G song Ocean Remix uh, the song from the Roma soundtrack Con El Viento those are just very good songs uh, listening to Revolution's most recent album Free Rain which is a very fun uh, pop reggae rock album definitely sees Revolution embracing a more poppy sound than previously I, I guess I guess pop appeal or whatever I could be completely wrong with that word but it does have a bouncier uh, less less impactful sound there's still some like deep there's still some like deep intense reggae jams on this song but there's a lot of songs that just have a bright sunshiny uh, percussion and synthesize synthesize I'm gonna stop talking god damn it I am just so tired all right <clears throat> get away from the music and doing that because I'm just I'm just gonna talk I'm just gonna talk uh, frankly here I have been taking Saturday morning classes at community college and I've only been taking two of them. I'm just doing school part-time right now. It has been simultaneously the easiest thing and the hardest thing all at once. Um, I like doing it. I feel accomplished when I get things done. But also, I wonder what I'm putting what I'm putting myself through it all for. Like, why am I doing it? What am I hoping to achieve on the other end? I don't know what I want to get out of it. That was one of the biggest problems when I tried going to community college back when I was 18. I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I just wanted to fuck around. And I don't mind going to school and taking the classes. You know, it's only, like said, it's only Saturday mornings. But I guess uh, what kind of career am I hoping to achieve out of it? Everybody and their goddamn mothers fucking going back to college right now, going to college. <sighs> and I'm just wondering what I hope to get out of it. Because, well, my reason to do it right now is just to do it. But I need another reason to do it. I need something to work forward forward to. I need something to look forward to. I remember having a conversation with my father one time where he said something about why don't you go to school for film and media. And it's just because everybody is doing that right now. Like everybody is doing that right now. And it's not that I'm necessarily trying to stand out from the crowd, but I don't need... I mean, yeah, I guess the connections are good and everything. But I don't know. It just seems like if I just do enough work on my own and meet enough people, I could make those same kinds of connections myself. Even if they're not as, you know, quote-unquote credible or whatever. It's like, 
I, I just, I've, I built up a network of people I like to talk to and like to communicate with, and it's just not about, it's not about trying to get jobs or be famous to me, and that's one reason why I don't want to do it in school. I just like talking to people, I like documenting things, I like creating visual pieces of art. Um, I even like playing music, and it's it's just, I just like doing that stuff. I've liked absorbing it ever since I was a kid. I wanted to do it when I was a kid, but didn't always have access to the tools or the, uh, or the resources to do the sorts of things. But now that I'm at an age where I can comprehend that I want to do that stuff and I have the resources and means to do it, I might as well. I do want to in school, I don't necessarily know if I want to do science, but I do want to try to get a degree in something. I wouldn't say math, but the problem is math is just so much work. Math is so much work for my brain, I can't figure it out. I get overwhelmed by numbers easily. English, what I can do with an English degree, uh, I can, um... I can sit around and cry. That's what I can do with an English degree. I mean, I know there's a lot of fields to get degrees in. I just want to get one that means something to me. Like I had a grandmother who was an editor and an English professor. I have a grandfather who's a geologist. So I've been surrounded by academia and intellectualism my whole life. It's just my question is, what do I want to do? Like, I like talking about science, but I like saying yo a lot. <clears throat> I like talking about literature. I like talking about film. I like talking about music. I like dissecting, uh, uh, you know, intellectually dissecting things. I like having long expansive conversations that just free-flowing non-judgmental conversations where people just say genuinely say what's on their mind without fear of judgment as long as they're not saying hurtful shit I mean if they're just saying rude hurtful mean ass shit you know if they're saying like racial racially or religiously insensitive stuff well then we're not going to tolerate that however everything you know, butting up against that line. Well, I mean, you know, I, I do have... I have had uh, very racially charged conversations with people. Um, and religiously charged conversations. You know, I come from a religious family and I am mixed race. So, you know, my, my conversation goes all sorts of place. And I'm not offended by things people have to say. I will just genuinely sit and hear people out. So I take that back. I will listen to people say a lot of things. I will listen to people say a lot of stuff that's considered boundary crossing. But to me, I want to hear people out. I want to let their minds run. 
I want to let them go through the thought processes and run them through to the end. I want them to expand on their thoughts. I want them to, you know, I just want them to take it there. I want to see what you have in that mind of yours. <clears throat> I mean, to me, that's the whole point of conversation, is it not? To sort of try, attempt to postulate on things, to imagine, to share hypothetical situations with one another. I mean, I, I view conversation as a pastime. I love talking. I love talking so much. I've been talking by myself for, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes now. Um, I just love the idea of communication. I love talking with other people, though. I could talk by myself. I could talk with other people. I grew up listening to, you know, radio, which is just, you know, sometimes a guy talking to what's essentially a microphone and there were people on the other end listening and the whole great thing about podcasting is I'm talking into a microphone and maybe people are listening and if you are listening well that's really fucking cool that means a lot to me because despite all the white noise despite all of the other podcasts and content on the internet somebody found their way to my stuff and hopefully it can bring them some kind of value and at the end of the day that's the idea because I've been brought a lot of value by certain podcasts the minimalists friend zone Delphin pod networks <clears throat> there's been a lot of I, I've been given a lot of hope I've been given a lot of vigor a lot of great advice a lot of just just I've had such a great time with podcasts and music and movies I'm just so glad they're in my life I'm just so glad that art exists art's a beautiful thing that was cool I like that that was tight so I got about four or five minutes left. I want to talk about my buddy Jesse Piff and Sam Comfort have a new album coming out on February 29th. That's a Saturday. It's called New York Morning. If you're listening to this ahead of time, maybe, maybe not, they have a show on... February 26th, that's a Wednesday, you're probably listening to this in the future, so it was lit, if you weren't there, if you're hearing this in the future, trust me, it was lit, but yeah, they're, they're doing a show that uh, Matt Sully is putting on, M. Sully Media, check him out on Instagram, he puts on a lot of, uh, you know, he does a lot of he does kind of a lot of the same thing I do. He just, like, he doesn't, he uh, brings attention to, like, you know, artists through pictures and promotion and stuff. But he doesn't uh, 
makes he doesn't make skits and embarrass himself the same way I do. He he tries to be an actual professional. Um, I just don't give a shit what people think of me. I just want to be funny. But yeah, M. Sully putting that show on. It's gonna be a good time. And Bocek, Rhode Island area band Bocek is putting out their first their debut album. Here now, Def Later on Friday, February the 28th. And I'm pretty sure they're doing a live show on that same day. They're doing like an album release show. So I'm looking forward to that. I've uh I've been into those guys for some time. I actually caught them back in 2017. They were opening up for a, a friend's band at the time. But uh yeah, I never really like I listened to their sound, I liked them, but then I, I didn't really listen to them again until like late 2018, and then I just at one point they just popped up on stage at a, at a show I was at up in Providence for like Spaka or, or Jesse Piff or something, they just, they just popped up at some show I was at, and I was like, oh shit, I've seen these guys. So yeah, I got a little bit of history with them. Got a little bit of history with their music, I should say. With their music. So anyway, uh, that's about that. I'm going to get going. I'm going to take it on out of here. But, yeah. Million Ex-Girlfriends. Juan Sanchez. Merrily 2020 rolls along. Oh, and you know what? Shit, it's coming up on a year here, this podcast, soon, so... Yeah. Alright, anyway. Bye.